Hello everybody, it's your buddy Luke, the Chimp Clump Flea Bag. I'm here with my pal Brandon. Say something, Brandon. Hi, that's me. And Alex. Yo, how's it going, y'all? I'm here with another very special episode of your favorite podcast, One to Review, where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give it one point if we didn't like it. We give it two points if we did. We rate until we get to about 20 points, and then we call it a day. We're here at the Westmont, Vermont, Cherry Cheddar Convention, enjoying some cherries, eating way too much cheddar. I know Brandon's having problems with that, and we're having a blast. More on that in a second, guys, but right now, kick the intro. Yo, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey. Wonderful to be here uh, at this uh, Cherry Cheddar convention. It's really great. This is so cool. Yeah, I didn't know they had this sort of thing, but leave it to you guys to find some cool conventions. Lots of stuff happening. There's people all over here. They're building a giant uh, wooden cherry right here next to me as we're hanging out. This is a really cool event. I'm happy to be here. But folks, we're here to review movies first and foremost. And we've got one for you right now. And that is the 2018 uh, film Storyline, directed by Joseph Martin. It's about a preschool teacher played by Anna Faris and an actor played by Tom Felton who team up and kidnap the son of a Marvel exec. And they're looking to score some cash and uh, the actor's looking for a big part in the movie. Uh, that's kind of the setup. And then from there, uh, it kind of spins out of control. Uh, Nancy Mankins in there, Stanley Rowley, Melvin Ortiz, Velma Grammer all give great performances. What did you guys think of Storyline? Cool movie. This is my type of Marvel movie. The type of Marvel movie that really pushes a superhero and the fantasy to the side and gets yeah. to the to the real heart of the matter, you know. Yeah. Deadpool breaks that fourth wall in an interesting way. This film breaks it in a more uh I don't know, in an even bigger kind of way. Yeah. There's no, you know, actual superheroes. It's just in the Marvel universe being that they are actual movies that are made. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of uh, Freddy's New Nightmare, where you get to see them filming a Freddy Krueger movie in the film. You know, it's very meta in that way. Exactly. Um, there's there's a lot going for this movie. There's an excellent scene, yeah, where they have to get the kid on the airport, because if they don't get him out of California, then he's going to be confiscated by... Well, what you find out later is he's actually been mistreated by the Marvel exec, and the, all of this stuff ends up folding out that Anna Ferris and Tom Felton, like you said, are kind of heroes in a way, and they end up saving a kid that has been mistreated and has been a victim of uh, Munchausen syndrome. It's funny how that is, right? How the true superheroes actually don't have superpowers. It's true to life. It's true to life. It's true to life. I mean, I will say Anna Ferris truly ties the piece together. Her acting has only gotten better and better and better. Yeah, it's a real shame they didn't they weren't able to pay her. That's true. A lot of this movie um do I would say all of it actually their profits went to Puerto Rico to help them out in a time of need. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Oh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy. So what does that mean? Right. That's what the child had in the film. Uh, so his parents were making the kids sick. And that's like the special medicine that he thought he needed was like because the Marvel execs were like making the kids sick to take care of them because they had that disorder. Uh, it's where you want to make someone sick so you can take care of them. You've seen The Sixth Sense? Ah, yes. There you go. It's in there. Oh, okay. 
So that's what the kid had in this, and that's kind of, you know, they end up kind of rescuing him from that situation, so. Anywho, yada, yada, yada. You guys ready to review this movie? Yeah, it's about that time. Let's give yeah. it some numbers. I didn't really cool. catch that. I thought the kid just had bad diarrhea. That's because the, his parents were making him sick. And, oh. you know, and he was like, he needed that medicine. They went to the pharmacy. They got the medicine. And the pharmacist was like, he doesn't need the medicine. That's when you find all that stuff out. That what they were giving him was making the kid sick. Sad. Anyway, so there's like some real stuff in there too. And like, again, like you said, there's, um, I don't know. There's a heroic element that I did appreciate. Boy, it was scary when they killed that pharmacist though. Definitely, definitely. And that's, it was hard for me to earn their trust again, the character's well, trust. That's definitely the turning point. And I think after that point, you're not supposed to trust them. You see the depths that people will go. Yeah, see, know? I was still with them though. I understood their motivation. Yeah, it but fact is, fact is stranger than fiction in this movie because that's how desperate people get out here for a yep. part. Yep, I think that uh, spoke to me. Anywho, shall we review this thing? Yes, please. All right. Well, two points for me. Uh, I very much enjoyed this film. I say check it out. Uh, Storyline has its ups and downs, but I think overall it carried it carried me all the way through. Two points. You know, on a two-point scale, I'm going to go ahead and say this movie gets two points. So two points on a two-point scale. Six points. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just barely gets a two for me, though. I don't know if I would recommend it. Well, it's a two-point scale, so. I'm familiar with it, Brandon. Just making sure. All right, so how many points was that? That is... Six points. Six Six points. points. Well, folks, like we said, we are at the Cherry and Cheddar Convention here in Westmont, Vermont, a very, very cool place. Uh, We just want to tell you about some of the uh, interesting things that are here. And uh, you still got time. This is a two-week convention, so you've got time to rush down here if you're hearing this podcast as we release it. Yeah, now is definitely the time to come to the convention. It is. Everything's in season. You got cheddar in season and cherries are in season, so. I'm having a great time. Brandon, how are you holding up? You know, being lactose intolerant, this is not something that I can enjoy 100%. I will say the cheddar is ripe enough where it doesn't affect me fully. I'm still keeping it arm's length, but I'm doubling down on the cherries. So. Well, and there's there's a cheddar events that are you know not uh, eating of cheddar that I'm sure you can appreciate. Like so so for stars for my two points, I'm going to tell you about two of those things. There's the uh, cheddar cart racing, and those are all uh, carts, uh, you know, like soapbox derby carts that are powered or used not powered like fuel but powered in different ways by using cheeses uh, to move those down the course and so those are very cool and that's something Brandon can participate in as well as the cheese brick building contest and these are this is not a contest that takes place here at the convention these are things that are built outside by uh, architects and these are elaborate beautiful small but life-size livable in uh, houses made of cheese bricks and that's the one stipulation so that's the only building material is cheese and these houses are amazing to walk through cheddar not cheese i just wish people would stop sticking their fingers in the walls it's all it's all kids but I don't blame them. Yeah, I know. I saw you doing it. Yeah, it's kind of fun. If you can't eat it, put your finger in it. Here's something. Do you guys like groping trees? I do. That's what we did in the blind cherry picking that happened this morning. We all got up early, put on blindfolds, and we got let loose in the farm. And we got to 
feel around and see how many cherries we could pick completely blindfolded. So well, and here's the thing about activity. that that I appreciated was that I normally I found out that I'm been I've been selecting my cherries based off of vision, and uh, to select cherries based off of touch is a superior way to kind of choose ripeness of a cherry. I got a True. I so, got a date. Mm -hmm. From a blind cherry pick. Yeah. Speaking speaking of hot dates, for my second point, I'm gonna say there's also a meet cherry meetup. You can actually meet up with America's oldest sweetheart, Cherry. She's a sweet lady, and I thought she had passed away years ago. Uh, you might know Cherry. Around. She was in the first Coca-Cola commercial, and then she also was the Morton Salt Girl originally. For a little while. The original mm -hmm. one, yeah. Yeah, 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 and then she just became Cherry, you know, America's oldest sweetheart. <clears throat> um, two points from me. I really enjoyed the How Cheddar is Made demo. I had no idea what was actually involved in makes, making such a smooth and internationally popular cheese. Um, that was really insightful, and I loved the, the pamphlets that I left with. I'm going to share those with my nieces and nephews. Um, good bedtime stories. A pamphlet. You might be surprised. Um, Matthew, and then and then my second point, Matthew Breeze, lactose-free cherry cheddar. I know Brandon, it's, all right guys, it's not that great tasting, but uh, if, if you're lactose intolerant, this is something that you can have. That you can have? I had to try the combo. I mean, the whole convention is based on the cheddar cherry combo, so I had to try it somewhere. This is what I did. Math. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. And there's other products, lactose-free products from Matthew Breeze Farms. Um, this one was just really highlighted because of the cherry element of this uh, convention. That's it. That, six points. That's six points. Six cool things to check out. If you come, check out the Cherry Cheddar Convention here in Vermont, Westmont style. All right, folks. Hey, let us kick it to a sponsor. 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 Retone. Hate the sound of your voice? Retone is a simple, non-invasive surgery that will turn your voice from this to this. Free your true voice. Retone. I'm thinking about that retone. Make my voice more like Tom Waits. I've always wanted a gravelly American voice. Anyway, um, I just want some clarity in my voice. I feel like I get kind of, you know. You don't open your mouth down. Well, yeah, I don't like to. I think I sound too much like Claire Danes. Anyway, guys, before we get too deep into this, um, don't forget, Brandon. We gotta go through the totes in the trunk. It's kind of getting full. We gotta go through the the bags and make sure that we only got what we need in there been getting a lot of free swag uh all right guys welcome back our second movie today is brought to you by the one to review hotline if you have a movie that you want us to review make sure you give us a call at one three four seven six nine nine double oh six eight leave a leave a message for us leave a movie recommendation and if you feel like it and i recommend it leave your review of the movie as well so we can get a picture of where your head's at um, we're going to go ahead and just play the message that we got, and we're going to review this movie from our hotline. What's up, 1-2 Review? 
it's your boy, Tyson Torrance, from Scenic Universe Podcast. Um, I just wanted to recommend a movie that you guys watch. It's the third in the jazz trilogy of Damien Chazelle. It's called Going Up. And basically, it's about a disgruntled elevator attendant who is pissed off that they are not playing jazz music in his elevator anymore. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. I just wanted to see what you guys thought. I thought it was a perfect book ending to the jazz trilogy. And, uh, yeah, tell me what you think. Great. So, of course, we're here to review Going Up, but I think it would be important to address the first two films in the uh, jazz trilogy before we get into Going Up. Just maybe a quick synopsis of those two films. Yeah, thanks, Tyson. We really appreciate it. I'm excited to listen to your own podcast. This was a very insightful trilogy. I'm glad you brought up the final piece because I've been wanting to talk about the trilogy for a while. Um, but yeah, very important pieces of jazz movie history, I guess. Roll the Dice, the first film in the jazz trilogy, where it's just basically follows the, the story of a disfigured trumpet player and his journey into getting back on top, getting back on top of jazz and, and uh, really making headway in developing and evolving the jazz sound. What is jazz? Jazz definition, I guess. Disfigured gentleman, right? Yeah, he loses his bottom lip when his face strikes the steering wheel in a car accident, and he has to basically put on this false rubber lip on the bottom of his mouth and relearn how to play the trumpet with that prosthetic. And there's, yeah, so what that one is kind of, there's this beauty in someone that knows something, losing that thing and relearning that thing again. And uh, I don't know, that's it's a hard concept to necessarily like even explain right now, but that's what that film captures, and it's a... It's a really interesting feeling. We actually uh, have a little clip that that we can play for our listeners of when he first gets his prosthetic put in. Thanks for bringing that up, Luke. Let's go ahead and play that. <gasps> I mean, as you guys can hear, it's a heartbreaking scene. And the uh, second film in the jazz trilogy is called Purity. It's about an American and a German soldier who get trapped in a bunker during World War II. Uh, instead of killing each other, they end up, there's a piano in there, and they end up uh, realizing that they're both musicians. Uh, eventually, the Americans come and save the American. And I don't want to spoil the end, but the German ends up uh, in a, not as good as the American does at the end of this film. It's pretty heartbreaking, but it's for me, this one's about how music can really connect people and bridge uh, you know, cl- clearly bridge relationships, countries, ethnicities, language. They say the international language is the language of love, but I and think, math. I think before those two languages, I think really the granddaddy of it all is music. I think people. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. So the language of love does not translate to all ages. So there you go. Right. But the language of music does. Math does not translate to dummies. 
I will say this is not a film for dummies. This is a uh, a slow-moving conversation-based piece. You know, when I heard the second one was a war film, I thought it'd be a little bit more action-packed. Yeah, not at all. But no, it's in the bunker the whole time. Well, basically. I think the the writers of this movie really wanted to use the the script as a metaphor for jazz. That's why you can't follow a lot of the conversations. That's why there's right. long silent parts. Missing scenes, stuff like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah, in the editing as well. Yeah, we pick up sometimes mid-scene, sometimes we cut off when a scene clearly, uh, not clearly, but in customary editing wouldn't have been cut off in that moment, which is jarring and also very cool because uh, it flows in a nice way, I feel. Which brings us to Tyson's film that he brought up that he wants us to review, the final part of the trilogy. Is that mumbling we talked about? Uh, which brings us to the final part of our jazz trilogy, uh, going up. Another off-kilter look at jazz and how it affects the world around us. Uh, as Tyson brought up, a brief plot synopsis. Yeah, it is about a guy who is an elevator operator and they remove jazz from the playlist. Jazz touches everybody, you know? It doesn't stop with just music files. So Yeah, I mean I that's I think this movie really exemplifies that. I think for me that's kind of the culmination of of these three films or part of it. I think there's so many through lines you can pull, but one of them for me is, you know, the first one is about a musician that loses his ability. The second one is about musicians connecting to each other. And this third one's about a non-musician that is so moved by music that it gives them the stability they need in their lives. And, and that character is played by Dwight Taylor. Uh, also, Sally Lynch is in there, Hugo Morris. And, and we didn't say, but all these films are directed by uh, Damien Chazelle. I think Tyson mentioned it, but uh, I think it's uh, important to bring him up, director of La La Land and uh, Whiplash and other films. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, this movie is more grounded than the first two in the series. I think this one really makes a practical approach at understanding jazz and the role it plays, the importance, the gravity it holds to American society. Our main character loses his mind, loses his job, his wife, his dog, when they stop playing jazz in the elevator. Yeah, and it's that I mean new one that's heartbreaking. Yeah, and that sounds over the top and absurd but the performance that Dwight Taylor gives I think he the film uh, and his performance have such a slow build to it that everything is earned and I I believe it that that small change in a person's routine the removal of jazz or a color or you know just something small can can lead to drastic consequences I mean he went deep on method acting really getting in character for this role he lost teeth Lost a big patch of hair. He looked banged up. You gotta look the part to sell the part. They say that. Hollywood Insider, hot tip. Well, should we wrap up the trilogy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, yeah, that's score. Let's just give points to all of them, because I would say if you're going to watch one of these films, you owe it to Damien Chazelle to watch all three. You're entering into that oh, yeah. kind of contract. It's it, it flows together in a way. Uh, that is important to see that. So as a total for me, all three films together is definitely a two. This is a very interesting ride, and it gives me perspective on music that I didn't have before. So definitely two. It's a ride. It's an undertaking. Uh, I would say little bits and pieces. You can pause this movie, this trilogy rather, sorry, uh, along the way. But you got to get through this, and for that, I got to say it's worth 
two points. Yeah, 100%. If you're seeing all three of these films, I'll tell you what. Here's the best way to do it. Wait until you have a flu or you have a cold and you're, you don't have to go to work and you're just in bed all day. Put on this trilogy and really chill out because you'll be in and out of sleep and probably the movies will be more enjoyable. But two points. Yeah, if you're right, in some that's... kind of haze or daze, this is a great way to pass the time. Yeah, definitely. If you're on cough syrup, put these on. Uh, that's six points for the Jazz Trilogy. Thank you again six so much points. for uh, calling in, uh, Tyson. Uh, we appreciate that. And with that, let's tell our listeners about some some more cool things that you can uh, check out at this uh, Cheddar and Cherry Convention. All right, I'm just going to get my two tips out of the way quickly because, quite frankly, I don't like them. Uh, number one here is the pits. This is the cherry-themed haunted house. I'm going to say avoid this. I'm not one for a haunted house in the first place, but I told you guys I would do it with you. These guys really get in your personal bubble, and I did not like it. So <laughs> avoid the pits. This is an aggressive haunted Brandon house. Got slapped, Brandon slapped that guy in the face so hard when he scared him, though. Well, because well, they were poking him. You have to sign a waiver because these actors touch you in here. This, Yeah, I, I feel like this didn't quite fit the theme of the whole convention. It was like a very aggressive, scary place. And everything yeah, else is very why. chill and pastry feeling, but... Also, uh, across the hall, they do have the babysitters convention going on at the same time, so check that out. Yeah, that was cool to see, to see so many babysitters in one place. Yeah, I was a big fan of the books when I was a kid. I didn't really, I, I didn't really have much fun at the convention, though. Not that you needed to know that. Um, my two points of interest uh, they're kind of like uh, age-related, 100-year-old cherry syrup. We all got a li- little finger full of that cherry syrup. Taste what 100 years does to some uh, cherry syrup. It burns. Yeah, it was caustic. Yeah, and, like really burned. And really tasted like cherry. Pure um, cherry stuff, yeah. And we got to see the world's oldest cheddar vat. It's a walkthrough exhibit with little pictures on the wall, and um, you get a you get a stroke the the the, the side of the wall, and it's uh, real greasy, and it's a lot of fun. That's that's like almost two decades worth of cheddar on those. Yeah, it's you t- know that that cheddar vat history on those. That vats. cheddar vat is at least twenty years old. I that's crazy. I was told. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed the Blink-182 concert. They played on the that second cool. night here, and cool. they're they're going to be playing every single night for the next two weeks, doing a, a, a short set, a 15-minute set every uh, night. And that was nice. That was about the amount of Blink-182 that I wanted was about 15 minutes of just a short set. But every night. You know, yeah. 15 minutes, but every night. And they're not gonna, they said they're not going right. to repeat any songs. So they're saving some of the good ones for later in the convention. So if you're a fan of Blink-182, come on down and catch their kind of last last show or last songs of the good stuff uh, I also enjoyed very much and this is happening again at the end of the fest they had it one on the first night and they're having one at the end of the convention and that's the Cherry Bark Fashion Show and this is all um, not, and it's not just Cherry Bark it's also Cherry Leaves but it's all Cherry uh, Byproducts Ready to Wear Cherry Pits it's all Cherry Cherry Clothing so that was pretty cool uh, some of that stuff High really fashion neat. Very high fashion some very expensive I mean unattainable some of it is you know, it's works of art. It's runway not, only. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
Pretty eclectic convention. Lots of cool stuff going on. I'm glad they're doing this. I was surprised. All right, we're going to run a sponsor, guys, and we'll be right back with more movies. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Do you need a code update on your electrical in your home or business? Do you need a new 220 outlet installed in your garage? Don't know what I'm talking about, but know you need an electrician? Try ENT Electric of LA. Hi, this is Amir with ENT Electric, and thanks for listening to one and two review. Thanks again. Sorry for all the construction going on. Hi guys, this convention is really kind of starting to tire me out. So let's just take a sit on this bench. Let's just talk about one final movie so we can get out of here before uh, the big rush hour at the end of the day. Sound good? Sure. I'm sorry you're so tired. Well, I get exhausted easily. Yeah, here. Have some of these cherries. Thanks. Uh, This next movie we saw is called Food Room. This was directed by Matthew Anderson. The film stars five strangers. They wake up in a food lover's dream. And as the tagline says, welcome to the food room. Welcome to the nightmare. Yeah. Our actors are Kyle Shefflett, John Rodriguez, Kara Lynch, Beth Williams, and Stephen Loden. I will say none of these people are really well known. Uh... But uh, I, I'm very interested in watching their careers. They're excellent actors. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they did a great job. Oh, except for John. John Rodriguez, the tall guy. I thought he was Not great. really bad. You know, I could look past a lot of the acting choices that were made in this movie because the, the premise, in a lot of ways, it's, it's a copycat. Cube did this sort of was a pioneer um saw movies were were like this but this one is i don't know it made me hungry um yeah this movie was a lot of fun and you know sort of a copycat saw movies we saw cube was a pioneer in this genre but this movie really taps into something i think even more primal than the saw movies which is eating sure um, they they they're in this room, they're in this room. They don't know anything about each other. They don't. They they sit and talk for fifteen minutes, what feels like hours of dialogue, and they find out that there's no relation. There's no there's there's nothing they have in common. There's no three degrees, five degrees, ten degrees of separation between these folks. So, um, but what they do fu- have in common is they all have to eat food. Yeah, this movie, like you said, uh, lots of lots of dialogue, lots of talking heads, uh, very cerebral, and and like you also said, you know, there, I've seen other movies that have done this, and in my opinion, better. Uh, this had you know a lovely background. All the food looks beautiful, and the you know the food keeps coming, and it's great to see all these different dishes, and uh, it definitely made me hungry, but also a little bored. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a friend. I'm not a huge fan of the soft films and the soft sort of like vibe. However, this movie did have a lot more serious conversations than the soft films did. Yeah. What did you I like about it, was, it, Luke? I don't know. I thought it was fun. I, and you know what? Um, I liked the different death scenes. I liked the different 
the different ways that people met their demise. I definitely like seeing the vegan just start to starve to death because you refuse to eat something without the ingredient list. You know, they were just like all telling her, it's just granola. It's just granola and fruit. But she said she can't be sure of it without an ingredient list. Yeah, I mean, that was, um, that's a... Hmm? Okay. Um, the, the Texan choking on a rib. That was ironic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think we all saw that coming, too. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely an over-the-top um, attack on people's food tastes and preferences. And, yeah, like you said, everyone kind of meets their demise at their uh, kind of uh, their food weakness. Whatever their food weakness is ends up being kind of what takes them out. And that, that was fun to watch. Well, you have the large group of people really split into the, you know, two main factions of the vegetarians and the meat eaters. And then within that, you have sub factions, but, you know, with the uh, lactose intolerant people, the people that only eat fast food. So you have a lot of different alliances being made. So, you know what? This really did kind of feel like a propaganda piece for different food. I, I don't know if it felt like it was a propaganda piece for food industries or maybe a remnant from Michelle Obama's food circle, food plate. There's a lot of references to that food plate. There's a lot of references to balanced diet. And I think that's probably where the boredom and the dialogue comes through is just the long sort of monologues about proper diet, um, maintaining exercise schedules and, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Important stuff, but I don't know if it needs to be in the film, you know? Yeah, and definitely an anti-Chinese sentiment. Well, there's no other way that I like to end the show than on a low note, so let's go ahead and review this film. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, at one point, yeah, I forgot about all the Chinese stuff in there. I really, that did make me upset. There was a couple moments. Uh, but yeah, one one point. Again, I think other films have done this idea a little better, and I'm not a big foodie, so meh, one point. Food Room, yeah, borderline for me because... I, I don't like propaganda pieces. And I thought that the American machine was done with doing that, that, that they realized that American populace is too smart to pull the hood over their eyes in that way, but apparently not. So it gets a point from me. Yeah, I'm going to ride the train with you guys and give the movie one point. I just think there's better things to do with your time. <laughs> I doubt. I don't think there's better things to do with your time. I just think there's better movies to watch. Which is a better thing to do with your time? No. Arguably. No. Uh, that was from 2000. There are better wastes of your time than watching Food Room. Right. 2015's Food Room, directed by Matthew Anderson, gets three points from one, two, three. Three points. Okay, three more things to do and to check out. If you happen to be in the Westmont area, check out the Vermont Cherry Cheddar Convention. This was not sponsored by them. We came here on our own free will. You should too. Uh, Shout out to Marcus and Bree from Smolik Cheddar Farms. Of course, where the cows eat the cherries. We all know their, their slogan. They really pamper their cows, and you can tell in their cheddar the amount of quality and amount of work that goes into taking care of their their sweet their sweet sweet mamas. 
Yeah, I, I want to say if you got kids and that's what's keeping you away from this kind of convention because you know, you know, I mean, we all know any sort of cherry convention is full of lots of, uh, I mean, what, swingers, I guess I'm going to say? If, if Yeah, it, anyway, people of that kind of nature. Anyway, point being. There's uh, a lot of sex cool. in the convention for. When you get in any sort of cherry convention, it seems like there's lots of sex around it, surrounding it, the hotels and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, there's a child's night care available for Wild Cherry Night, which is the last evening of the convention. So uh, if you want to go crazy on a night, you know, it's a Saturday night here in Westmont. Uh, pretty fun stuff. So you cannot worry about your kids. Yeah, Vermont. Yeah, speaking about going crazy, let's say you don't have kids. Uh, check out the naughty mouse that's the cheddar sex toy exhibit so. yeah naughty mouse ch- cheddar sex toys they uh, use how long those have been around those are some of those are very old yeah they nibbling uh, away since 1983 mm-hmm. well they make various fuck toys out of cheddar and a, a lot of these toys are made from dehydrated cheddar so that's why it seemed like extra yellow really dark and hard but there's some softer ones too for boys and girls that sums it up anything else you guys want to say before we say goodbye uh, um, no I think we have one more sponsor that we have to kick and then we can maybe wrap this all up oh yeah there is another sponsor okay let's go ahead and play the advertisement now Today's one to review is brought to you by the DMVF, where the F stands for fun. Woo-hoo! Finally, an enjoyable way to spend six hours waiting for a new license. The DMVF offers fun jumps, cat petting, and a fancy cafe. The DMVF. That sounds like a great way to kill the afternoon. If you're in a new town and you don't know what to do, check out the local DMVF. Uh, yeah, it looks like some of these uh, events are starting to begin for the evening here. I want to go catch a couple of things. Sounds like, Brandon, you might want to take a nap before some of the crazier stuff later in the evening. So I think maybe it's for about sure. time we start to uh, we split off and we go our separate ways for a little bit and we call it a day to our uh, listeners here. Could you agree more? Sounds great. Yeah, I definitely, I'm feeling drowsy. Something in that... Uh the fake cheat chatter is just making me sleepy well the cool thing is uh maybe you take a nap because later tonight there is a cherry dream interpreter and that's gonna be a very cool thing maybe you have some sweet cherry dreams uh this afternoon you can figure those out i am heading to the pick up a bag of skinless cherries that they're selling and then i really really want to go to the lecture about cherry tree where was it never mind that's cherry all. tree trimming the big talk. I wanted to check out the Cheddar Cave tour. You need that's a nap. That's like that's yeah, but it's like seven miles outside the city. They've got so. a boat that takes you. Yeah, but not a car. Sure. I'm afraid of boats. Sure. Um, and I'm just gonna go organize the totes in the trunk for you guys. Nice, thanks, man. There's a lot of swag from this event. Lots of stuff we got. Yeah. Well, all right. Hey, we got to give a couple of uh, thank yous. Uh, One is a very audible shout out to our Patreon donor whose name is Rab. Thank you so much, Rab, for donating to us. We also have a mumble shout out to another one of our Patreon donors, and that is... Uh, Thank you so much for helping us out as well. We appreciate that. 
Folks, again, we have a hotline, one 647 and you can find out more about that at www.12review.com. Thanks for listening. What's in bat for... Thank you for listening and Alex. Thank you, Brandon. Next week, we are going to be watching Walmart the movie, Greek Week 2, Blazed and Confused, Rectangle Factory, My American Dreamer, and Otis and Milo, plus two more from the Dose series. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. What a week. Have fun. I will catch up with you guys later, hopefully at that uh, fireworks show. Red and yellow fireworks. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Cheddar cherry, cheddar cherry, cherry cherry. Cheddar cherry, cheddar cherry, cherry cherry, cherry cheddar, cherry cheddar. Okay, let's uh, stop recording. Let's Zeppelin.